You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hi, One of Us fans. This is Matt from the Nighthawks Podcast. And I'm Trevor of the Nighthawks Podcast. You may remember our ASMR-appropriate butterscotch baritone voices from several episodes of Screener Squad. And we're here to tell you about the Nighthawks Podcast, where you can also find us getting even more granular with the movies. You say it's called the Nighthawks Podcast? The Nighthawks Podcast. The very same Nighthawks podcast that covers new movies, old movies, mainstream blockbusters, and cult classics from days gone by? The Nighthawks podcast. That's available on Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, and other fine podcatchers. The Nighthawks podcast is also available at nighthawkspodcast.com. Do you like how we keep saying Nighthawks podcast? Nighthawks podcast. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above, an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. Guys, have you ever seen a French movie called Inside that came out in 2007? Yes, sir. See, we got at least one, right? Now, (laughs) will you ever forget seeing Inside? No, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still sometimes get a little freaked out by some of the stuff you saw in Inside thinking about it? I get scared when I see a pregnant woman because of (laughs) it. Well, it still is one of the most frightening and disturbing horror films I've ever seen in my life. It's very good, don't get me wrong. It's not one of those ones that just went, like, let's just show you a bunch of stuff you never wanted to see, and that's all we got. No, extremely well-made movie. Those guys were two French filmmakers, Julian Mari and Alexandra Bustillo, who have indeed done other films. I just haven't seen any of them, but the one they did that everyone said was terrible, 2017's Leatherface. <laughs> Their other films, Livid and Among the Living, are, to all reports, pretty darn good so now that they've got something else out i was like "Ooh, ooh, so excited i want to see this oh do i want to see this fuck i got really freaked out by inside their new movie is candisha there's a lot of things i feel like i can say about it that i really liked but the one thing i can't really say is that it's not formulaic because it really really fits a horror formula we've seen a hundred times before to a t but sometimes it's the details that make all the difference and i would say that candisha is one of those films joining me here for this review is is Luane. Hey, how's it going? Chad. Hi. And Adrian. Hello, hello. What is Candisha about? Well, it, it's about an hour and 30 minutes long, I guess. So that was the review. Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, sorry. And French. <laughs> Don't forget that. Summer break. There are three best friends, Amelie, Bintou, and Morjana. I believe they're Moroccan, but they live in Paris. They party, they get in trouble together, and they have fun telling each other scary stories. One night, Amelie is attacked by her ex, who's just this kid who's just so hung up on her, and he basically tries to rape her, but she's kind of a badass, and she kicks his ass and gets away, but she 
she's fucking pissed and she's just devastated and she goes back home and she thinks back to this one scary story they talked about about Aicha Kandisha this spirit of a woman who was abused by men and got terrible revenge in fact later on the film they fill in more of the urban legend which is a real urban legend this woman who supposedly murdered a lot of the Portuguese in defense of her homeland apparently there's a lot of interesting stuff in the background of this actual urban legend if you want to check it out but anyway for all extents and purposes she's candy man we'll just say she's candy woman and <laughs> she takes some of her own blood and writes it on the bathroom wall in a pentagram shape and summons her a la candy man by saying her name repeatedly you know i don't think she really believes that anything was going to happen it was just sort of an expression of anger but something does in fact happen because candisha is in fact real Although not what you usually expect from your uh, vengeful, murderous movie monster. She is a hottie <laughs> who appears, but nonetheless starts killing one at a time all the men in the lives of these three friends. The men that they really don't want to see killed. When they start to accept that this is really happening, then they have to convince other people something's really happening. They've got to convince an imam. We need mystical help. We don't have the faintest fucking idea what to do. And to make things worse, this ghost that first appears like a you know a sexy woman in a hijab starts getting not so pretty as the movie goes on and more and more beastly and terrifying. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Adrian learned something about himself watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> when I say I'm I'm pansexual, I mean I like women and apparently ghosts with big titties as well. <laughs> Centaur ghost titties. <laughs> it's the hooves that really does it, isn't it? It's fine. She'll wrap her hands around you while you're doing pottery and you can sing Unchained Melody together. It'll be fine. <laughs> Before she murders you horribly. Well, yeah, yeah, she's going to literally rip you in half, as she does with at least one person in this film. Oh, no, this does not skimp on the gore, my friends. Oh. It gets bloody. It does not fuck around. I and it's some, it. <laughs> Yeah, it's some really good, convincing, like, shocking moments of violence in this thing. I was like, damn. But, I mean, we've seen this vengeful ghost or vengeful monster. People have to figure out a way to stop it through some doing their research into magic. It's not an unfamiliar story, but it is... Is the fact that all these other elements around it set in Paris and it's a totally different culture. It's really cool watching films that are spiritual or mysticism based that aren't just traditional Christian mythology because we've got a billion of those. So when I see something like this, I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. I want to know more about that. The thing that also kind of helps with this is I actually like the girls. If I was their age, I would have absolutely wanted to hang out with them. They probably wouldn't have let me. <laughs> but I absolutely would have wanted to hang out with them. They're just kind of fun, but they're serious, too. The graffiti art that shows up through this movie that they're responsible for is kind of cool. That's one of the elements of it. It humanizes them in a way that doesn't make them feel disposable like a lot of horror movies. And it's a really short movie, but they spend a lot of time on the front end developing these characters. And we don't even get to our main protagonists until a couple minutes in after we're introduced to a bunch of different people. It definitely does hit all the horror beats that if you watch horror and you know horror, it's pretty predictable. But they up their gore game. The practical and special effects look really good. It still had like really good camera angles pretty good poor lighting all the things you kind of want to check off especially with a movie like this where again it's pretty easy to figure out what's going to happen because we've seen this story so many times 
try to find those little moments where it's different or they're trying to make something that was done previously better. I really hope that you guys do get the video version of this because Chad looks exactly like Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man 1. Like, I think that's the arc <laughs> reactor behind you when he's working on that suit in the cave. <laughs> His black tank top. It's just, I don't know. As for the movie itself, we keep mentioning the gore, and yes, it is pretty rough. I mean, there's various things that happen to heads in this where it's, like, nice and crunchy, but then there are other times where it's like, well, we're just not going to show it, or it's going to be something quick. I think if you've seen Inside and you're like, that was traumatizing, I never want to see anything like that from these directors ever again. This is probably one of their more watchable films. Like, like really? I feel like anyone who just wants to see a foreign horror film and you know that there's gore in this can pick it up. It's not hardcore. Inside was the start of that French hardcore horror new wave that happened with like Frontiers. Like Frontiers is fucking disgusting. But it's awesome. <laughs> and Martyrs. I think it may be partially because that formula is so familiar here that it's not as bad. It's not dealing with stuff that you're just turning away from the screen because you know what's about to happen and you cannot bear to watch it happen, which happens multiple times and inside. One very notable time. It's standard fare, but it's done exceptionally well. And that's fine. I mean, I'll watch any given Friday the 13th or Halloween film that is basically the plot we've seen a hundred times, as long as it's one of the really good ones, you know? Someone tomorrow makes another Jason kills a bunch of teenagers, but they do it incredibly well. I'll be super excited for it, despite the predictability of it. And I kind of felt like that way to some extent here, the elements that kept building that were unfamiliar were fascinating and different and just made you go, wow, what is that a lot? The gore was treated with care and love and affection. I know it sounds weird to people who don't like gore, but, you know, just trust me, guys who work in <laughs> practical effects, it's all about care, love, and affection. It really is. And the characters here, as Chad and Luane both sort of talked about a little bit, are actually kind of likable. They seem like real people, too. They fill out their characters in a way that everything involved with them and their personalities is relevant to the plot. It's just not coloring outside of the lines or anything just to do it. It all makes them very three-dimensional, where you actually do care about them, even though, at least for the context of this movie, none of them directly is in, in, in any danger, because this ghost don't kill ladies. This is a ghost that says, like, not all men? No, 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 no. All men all are going to have men. to pay for, <laughs> for this mistake that one guy did. I got a body count to make. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who is totally down to fall for female supremacy taking over the world, I'm with you guys. <laughs> I probably is all men. I don't know. I don't want to call it formulaic. I have seen a supernatural revenge movie. It's hard to even call this that because that revenge part, that's like one scene. And then the rest of it is like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What do we do? Uh, <laughs> how do we fix this? I don't want revenge anymore. It's worth watching due to the characters because not only are they likable, but I also like that they sound like real people. The one of the girls wears a T-shirt of the Ramones and they're like, name three of their songs, which <laughs> is like exactly the kind of shit. banter. I could see between these people. I hate yep. that too, but they do have a point with the music t-shirts thing. That drives me crazy. Like it's a hot topic thing where people are like, oh yeah, I've heard of the clash and they'll get the clash shirt. And they have no interest in listening to the clash. We're like, why would you wear this? Okay. Cause it's a cool design. Okay. Boomer. I'm kidding. I think with this movie, instead of calling it cliche, I think we could call it textbook because it takes what we know about the horror genre and it does it very well. It's not perfect, but a third of the reason why this film is as good as it is, 
is because they do develop those three central characters and they do develop their specific relationships that come into play later. There's so many times where horror movies will just throw a bunch of characters at you without really giving them any context to the story or why they matter. And then we're supposed to feel sympathy when things go wrong. And there's weight when some of these men start getting picked off. Yeah, the douchebag Fareed in the beginning, fuck him rapist but as it goes on more and more of their friends and close ones start getting picked off it's an escalating fear anxiety they don't know what to do the imam won't talk to them i like the way that it escalates is directly in order of how likable the male characters are mm-hmm. right bottom when it starts it's like well fuck that guy and then they kill another guy you're like yeah is it guy he seemed like kind of a douchebag but i don't know and the next guy's like yeah he's kind of a gym rack broy guy but he's all right and by the end you're like oh don't kill that no, guy that guy's so nice yeah <laughs> yeah when the gym rat died it was like oh there goes their weed connection man <laughs> <laughs> at least nobody has to pay him back now yeah there you go <laughs> hey let's go to final thoughts Luane, get us started even though we've talked about how familiar it is this was super refreshing after some of the other stuff i've done for reviews lately it looks good it sounds good like we said the cast is likable and even more importantly they feel real so you actually do care what happens to them either directly or indirectly there's an interesting myth at the heart of it i can't tell you how exciting it is not to see latin chants and old white catholic guys being the ones responsible for fighting the evil that in and of itself is almost worth it for me i'm gonna have to go see what what these guys other movies look like because this was pretty damn good i'm gonna go four out of five bunny sacrifices oh i forgot about that (laughs) right (laughs) if you like bunnies don't watch she didn't even apologize to her brother chad I had never seen Inside, but after doing this review with you guys, I'm definitely going to go back and watch it, because now I'm like, oh, how interesting can this be? This thing isn't the goriest movie I've ever seen, but again, we talked about earlier, like, you can tell that they gave a shit about what they were doing. It's a low-budget horror, which most horrors are, but they spend the money where it counts. The cast are great. The cinematography's on point. The music's good. If you hate it, I would be surprised. I'll give Candisha four John Carpenter dun-duns out of five. (laughs) Now I gotta go watch a John Carpenter movie. Adrian? You know, for as rough as some of the stuff that happens in this movie is, I found this to be, for some reason, a pleasant viewing experience. I've seen some bad movies lately, and this one was like, oh, you're not awful. So (laughs) right away, you're pretty good. Uh, it's a well-done movie. It looks really good. Uh, the acting is pretty top-notch. Especially there's an actor near the end, I won't say, but when they're doing the whole, let's see if this ritual works out. Like, I thought that scene was really well done with everyone's performance. And the ghost, unlike anything I've ever seen, because I've never been so attracted to a demon <laughs> and so willing to just open the door for it if it were to show up here. At first, anyway. <laughs> At first. I, I did really like this. It's not super original, but that's not a bad thing. Uh, if you've liked Inside, you might like this. I'm not even going to say Leatherface is a bad movie. I think it's a bad Texas Chainsaw movie, but it feels like one of their movies. This is more so on a wide spectrum that everybody could possibly enjoy. I like Revenge. I like What the Fuck Are We Gonna Do Now <laughs> type horror movies. And this was fun. I'm going to give this one three and a half tension-releasing pleasant shiatsu massages. 
out of five. This isn't groundbreaking. It's a film I'll probably go back and watch again at some point, but won't be like, can't wait to rewatch this type things. There's more than enough really interesting stuff around here in the details. And Candisha herself is a super cool new movie monster. Her premise is not original, but her design, changing design, and that being part of her context is super cool. I didn't find this really frightening, but I found it really fascinating and just deep admiration for any time these guys do gore. They do it so well and so effectively. They know exactly how to give you the damn dude moments <laughs> of guys getting killed. Like if you hate horror movies that kind of skimp on the gore or, or they do it cheaply where it doesn't really turn out that well, or it's just not that original. These guys are just like the masters of like making that stuff work a hundred percent. It's okay. But I mean that positively. I'm going to give this seven and a half out of ten really beautiful spray paint designs that no one will ever see. (laughs) (laughs) There's a sequence where they're all into tagging, but like art, and they spray paint these paintings of, I guess it was one of their parents, I think. It was their dead parents, yeah. Just this elaborate, gorgeous piece in this abandoned building, only to find out later, well, that building was already set for destruction, and they even knew that. It's sort of like a minor, sort of more character-based point of the film. Why would you do it there? (laughs) True artists. That's why. It's like those guys who used to come into museums and destroy other pieces of art and claim that was their art. 